0: We're going to take our Bibles tonight and uh, we're going to start off where we started off last week in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3. And uh, we are uh, started last week a, uh, a new Sunday night uh, sermon series uh, entitled Mindsets of the Last Day. And uh, we're looking at this so that we as Christians can uh, know uh, how to understand what we're dealing with, and so that when uh, we interact with people, uh, we can understand from a biblical perspective what's going on. So if you find your place, stand with me. Second Timothy chapter three, and uh, we're going to look at uh, one verse here. And then have, we'll pray and have you be seated, and we'll turn to some other places. Notice what the Scripture says there in verse one. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Pray that you bless us, meet with us tonight. And we thank you for all you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. (laughs) May be All right. Notice again the first uh, uh, three-word phrase uh, in verse 1 of chapter 3. And as Paul warns the preacher here, he says this, this note. This know also. And what is it he's to know? He's to know, and uh, the next uh, previous verses talk about what's going to be going on in the last days. Now, prophetically speaking, uh, the last days began when Jesus ascended back into heaven. And uh, that is the last age, if you will, the last dispensation, which is the church age, uh, before uh, Jesus Christ returns to get His church. But I would say this, if uh, if the Lord referred to those of the last days 2,000 years ago, let me tell you what we're living in. We're living in the last of the last of the last days. Amen? And because of that, there's some certain things that are going to go on, and as the church of Jesus Christ, we cannot afford to be asleep about it. Amen? We've got to have our spiritual heads out of the sand. We've got to know what's happening, and we do that for two reasons. Number one, so it doesn't change and affect us. Amen. Let me tell you, the more I see this thing, the more uh, it seems like each week I'm getting news of different preachers who are just falling off the bandwagon. They're either completely getting out of it or they're changing their stance on the Word of God. I mean, it, it, it's, it's it's really uh, pretty sad and sometimes disheartening. But as uh, Christians, we can't afford to let what's happening in the world affect where our stands at. Amen. Right. Again, what what was it that Jesus said? That uh, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? By the way, there's a reason he asked that question. Yeah. And listen, I can't answer for anybody else except me. But listen, when he comes, I don't want my faith to be wavered. Amen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got to know some things. We've got to be spiritually grounded in some areas. Take the Bible down. First Thessalonians, just another uh, book back. And again, these uh, passages have to do uh, with the coming of the Lord, has to do with the, uh, <clears throat> the ending of the church age. And when it comes to these things, and again, for sake of time, I'm not going to read the first three verses, but look what he says in verse 4. He says this, "...but ye brethren," talking to the church, talking to those those of us that are saved, "...but ye brethren are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief." You are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. You know what he's saying again? uh, Church, he's saying this. Listen to me. You ain't like everybody else. Amen? You're awake. You know what's going on. You're spiritually in tune to the things going on in the world is what he's talking about. Listen, as Christians, we've got to live there. Amen? And we've got to have a right mindset. So that being said, We've been identifying different mindsets of the last days. And so uh, take our Bible. Let's go now to our text passage back to Romans chapter 1. We've been looking at uh, these um, different things mentioned here. And again, uh, Romans is our book we get our doctrine from. And it's no by, and by no mistake that this book begins with, with uh, the, the, the principles in chapter 1. You understand, when the Apostle Paul wrote this, he wrote it to the Church of Rome. Uh, The Roman Empire at the time was a world-leading empire and they ruled the world at this time. And let me tell you, Rome was where it was at, worldly speaking. I mean, they had the cutting edge, everything of the day and in fact uh, Rome is where the Colosseums were at and that's where all the different things was going on and, uh, and and this church here in the city of Rome no doubt was facing some intense spiritual persecution by the way in order for this church to stand they had to be spiritually grounded uh, so again it's not an accident that the book of Romans is the book we get our doctrine from it's how we stay spiritually grounded and the Apostle Paul here in, in, the, in his letter to the church of Rome begins off by identifying some things here And that's what we're looking at as far as our mindset of the last day. Let's pick it up in verse 18. Verse 18, and uh, we'll read down through here a couple verses. The Bible says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so so that they are without excuse. Uh, Because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, their foolish heart was darkened, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds and to four-footed beasts, and to creeping things. Now last week we looked at the first mindset, and that is atheism. And an atheist is someone who doesn't believe that there's a God. Remember what their opinion is God has an opinion about them too. Amen. That's right. That's right. They say we don't believe in you, God. God says, I tell you what you are, you don't believe in me, you're an absolute fool, is what God says. Right. And by the way, let me just remind you, there are no atheists in eternity. That's right. No yep. atheists in eternity. I don't right. care. Uh well, if, if they're an atheist here, there ain't gonna be up in heaven, I can tell you that. But everybody in eternity is a believer. It doesn't matter where they're at. Amen? And so what we see here is the next step, if you will, or the next mindset that permeates a culture that's on the road to a reprobate mind. Let me tell you, our culture is almost there, by the way. We're almost to a reprobate mind. I mean, the things that... I, I I try to keep up on stuff a little bit just so I can stay informed, but not too much where it just totally spiritually discourages me. I'm going to tell you, folks, uh, and, and I don't really want you to have a, 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 a huge appetite for mainstream media. I mean, because it, it is just it's garbage. I mean, let's just be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, it I really is. It. I mean, it's like trying to eat out of a trash can and sift through some of that. And uh, it's just it's absolute garbage. But I'm going to tell you, you start you know, reading a little bit, and, and, and I've told you this before, but I try to get most of my news uh, from some uh, Bible-based uh, uh, news sources. And they're Bible-based news sources that um, uh, tie into Bible prophecy, so it's got it's got the the right kind of slant on it. But man, the, the things that that's going on in our world today, folks, we are almost at a, a, a point of reprobate. I mean, we are almost there. In fact, I just read an article this week about in fact, Indiana University up in Bloomington. By the way, let me tell you what Bloomington, Indiana, is: Sodom and Gomorrah, the Midwest. Amen. That's, that's a doing. wicked, wicked place. Yes, By the way, it needs a good church in Bloomington. And uh, whoever goes there, I'm gonna tell you, better have their spiritual armor on. That is a right. wicked, wicked place. Yeah. Bible talks about spiritual wickedness in high places. I'm gonna tell you, that is a place of spiritual wickedness. But Indiana University, um, uh, their their medical, one of their medical courses now, what they're teaching is in their medical courses. Before they even begin into teaching someone how to be a doctor, they've got to take courses on political wokeness that t- teaches them how not to say terms like male and female yes. and how to be sensitive to people who well you can you can't just say male or female because you know uh, there's different things out and they're trying to literally warp the minds of people yeah. and listen folks that's just one small example of what's going on in this society that's almost at a reprobate mind that's right amen now listen we didn't get there overnight right. this was a road that's, that's, it's a mindset that it's a diabolical, a diabolical plant that Satan's had in play to take down this country. Not just this yes, country, sir. the world, by the way. Right. Right. I'm going to tell you right now, uh, uh, so goes America, so goes the world. And truth be told, America is actually uh, maybe a decade behind some of these European countries. Here, My goodness, you talk to anyone that's ever been to a European country. Yes, I mean, the godlessness there is just unbelievable. The reason I believe America is a little bit uh, further behind that is because of our godly heritage we were founded upon. But we're soon to be there, I can tell you that. And so again, we've got to understand these things. We talked about atheism, and uh, we talked about that last week. Well, the next step we see here in Romans chapter 1, again, folks, hand in hand, they're, they're, they're bedfellows. You know what it is? Evolution. Evolution. Atheism and evolution go hand in hand. In fact, there's steps to becoming an atheist. And I know I'm going a little bit back to what we talked about last week, but it all ties in together. What we see in Romans chapter 1, we, we, we see a refusal a refusal to glorify God as the God of the Bible. Amen? And By the way, we've got to classify that nowadays because people say they're worshiping God. They say they're worshiping Jesus, but it's not the God and Jesus of the Bible. I can tell you that. Just because they say it's Christian doesn't mean it's Christ's life. Amen. And we as Christians, the closer we get to the end of this thing, one well, of the biggest prevailing things that's prevalent in our world is deception. And we've got to be very careful. Again, folks, what's the litmus test? Not what so-and-so says. Not what this church says. Not what this radio program says. What does the Bible say? It's got to be compared to Scripture. And if it's not the Jesus of the Scripture, I don't care how spiritual it sounds, it's a false Christ. A false Jesus and refusal to glorify God as the God of the Bible. That's what it says. They glorified Him, not as God. By the way, what does God uh, seek, and what does God deserve, and what should God get? Glory. You know why God should get glory? Because He deserves it. That's why. You know why you and I shouldn't seek glory? We don't deserve it. Remember what we talked about this morning? What is it, church? Stay with me. What do we deserve? Hell, you got it. Amen. But God deserves glory. And so mankind refuses to glorify God because of that. The Bible says neither were thankful a spirit of unthankfulness. And then we see this. It says, Became vain in their imaginations a reliance on human reasoning. Boy, oh boy, don't we we not see that. There's a big slogan right now. There's a big ad campaign going out. Here's what it says. Science did that. That's what it says. Basically, you know what they're saying? They're saying this. As human beings, we did that and refusing to give God the glory, and they're relying upon human reasoning. And because of that, the Bible says their foolish heart was darkened. They opened their hearts to satanic influence. You better be very careful about going down certain roads, folks. I'm going to tell you, you go down certain paths too far, you cross lines with God. You cross lines with God. Very dangerous. In fact, I'm working on a sermon. It's called Crossing God's Lines. And You go throughout the Scripture, and you find people crossing certain lines, ain't no coming back from. Right. No coming back from. And then we see this, we see professing themselves to be wise, a public declaration of their disbelief in God. Now in order to embrace atheism, two voices have to be silenced. Because the Bible says there in verse 19, because that which may be known of God is manifested in them, for God has showed it to them. You know what, boys, you got to shut up? you got to shut up the inward voice that cries to every man that there's a God. Yes. Yeah. And that's why the education system starts at such a young age. Come on, they say we brainwash, they brainwash. Right. I mean, I saw it today as we were sitting out here at Lupe's eating. All these kids are coming to these restaurants anymore. You know what they got? They got them right here. They got them right here. Face stuck in screens. And by the way, that, that's a programming tool of the enemy is what that is. It's a programming tool. And let me tell you, even those innocent, supposedly innocent kid things, you know what they're doing? They're programming these kids to believe certain things. Yeah, you, know, you don't right. think that's true? You don't think that's right? I, again, I'm not uh, telling you, I'm not I'm not uh, endorsing any of this stuff. Just watch a mainstream cartoon of the day. Yeah. Just watch it. Okay? And then I'll tell you what you ought to do. Then take the 12-gig shotgun out and blow that right. s- yeah. stuff to smithereens. Yeah. Amen? Because yeah. yeah. let me tell you, it's propaganda is what right. it is. Yeah. They know what they're doing. It's done on purpose. It's done for a reason. Right. And let me tell you, it's working, by the way. Yep. It's working. That inward voice has got to be silenced. Not just that, but they got to then silence the outward voice of creation. The inward voice of the conscience and the outward voice of creation. Notice again, verse 20. For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. Mm-hmm. Listen, they're not mysteriously seen. They're clearly seen. Right. You know what creation teaches you? Somebody amen. When you go out, you look at that sun, you look at that moon, you look at those stars, you look at creation. I mean, you spend time in creation, God's creation. By the way, why do you think they have a city mindset? You know why? Because they want people together, things in things that are only man made. Because if it's together in things that man makes, you can't get out and see what God makes. Again, folks, listen, see what's going on. Let me tell you what they want, they want urbanization. Urbanization. Remember when I told you a few weeks ago about this thing that they're going out, they're calling 15-minute cities, where they don't want people, literally, where you can't travel outside of a 15-minute radius of where you live at. They're already experimenting in Europe and parts of the United States in this stuff. Why are they doing that? I'll tell you why. They don't want people, number one, to be self-sustained. But number two, the satanic agenda is they don't want people out where creation says, Hey, there's a God that created all this. Amen? And those voices have to be silenced. And by the way, they're trying to silence them. So what is evolution's agenda? What is it about? All right, let me give you a few things here. Evolutionists declare the truths of God and His creation to be lies. Okay? Flat out, they say it's a lie. Amen? Then what they do is they offer a substitute. Here it is. Intellectual truth in its place. By the way, folks, any time anyone that tells me they are a evolutionist or an atheist, I stick my hand out and say, hey, let me shake your hand. you got way more faith than I do. They sit there and look at you, and you're like, oh, well, faith. I don't believe in faith. I'm like, got oh, a whole lot. Amen? Right. You think we as Bible believers have faith. Well, we do, but it, listen. You're facing something that's a way whole lot to understand than what I have to understand. Amen? And they declare the existence of the Creator a lie and substitute the theory of evolution. Amen? Now, folks, listen. Let's be honest. Okay? None of us were there when God spoke this into existence. None of us were there. Okay? No no creationist was there. No evolutionist was there. All right? None of us were. So how do we know what we believe is, is true? How do we know that uh, the God of the Bible spoke everything? Well, let me give you a verse for that. Amen? Because guess what? i got Bible for it. Amen? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. Through faith we understand the world were framed by the Word of God. So that that which are seen were not made by things which do appear. Listen, I believe there's scientific evidence for a Creator. No doubt about it. I mean, everywhere creation speaks it. The inside voice that God put in all of us speak it. But when it comes down to it, you've got to believe it by faith. Amen? Now listen, I'm all for the science. But if there was no science to back it up, I'd still believe in a Creator. Amen. You know why? Because I choose to believe it by faith. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. And so evolution has to uh, declare the existence of the Creator a lie and substitute the theory of evolution. And that's what they try to push. They tell us that we are here as a result of an evolutionary process. Uh-huh. They declare the Bible timeline of creation alive and substitute, here it is, millions and billions of years. <laughs> you don't think that's true? You go to any children's section in any store, pick up any book about, you know, dinosaurs or whatever, and you will find millions and billions, guarantee it. It's everywhere. By the way, flat out lies. Up until Charles Charles Darwin came on the scene, even the, the the heathen scientists believed the earth was relatively young. And by the way, it is relatively young. Amen? It's approximately 6,000 years. How do we know that? Because our God is a God of order. God does everything uh, uh, on a certain uh, timeline, on a certain way. And the Bible teaches us in Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2, for sake of time, we won't go there. The Bible teaches us that God created the universe and all it contains. In six 24 hour day periods. Right, amen. Sir. Right. amen. You know why? Because he spoke them into existence. What the evolutionists teach? The world began three and a half billion years ago and continues to this day. Now, again, I'm not a scientist, okay? Um, last week I quoted a scientist for you. And so I'm not, there's people that can, that literally can break these arguments down and just blow away the evolutionists. I'm not that guy. But I'll tell you this I can not preach the Bible. Amen. amen and tell you what the Word of God has to say about it. And the Bible says, on the first day, God created. And the second day, God spoke. On the third day, listen, God spoke it all into existence in six literal 24-hour periods. Amen? And this thing started approximately 6,000 years ago. Why do I say approximately? Because, folks, listen, we don't really know if we are 2,023 years from where Jesus Christ died, okay? Because of the way the calendars got all mixed up. We know we're approximately there. We don't know quite exactly where we're at on the calendar. But I can tell you this, uh, we're almost to the end of this thing. Amen? It's been approximately 6,000 years. So the Biblical timeline of creation, they declare to be a lie. They substitute millions and billions of years. They declare the biblical age of the world a lie and substitute millions and billions of a year. By the way, as a guess. Yeah, okay. I've taught you this before, but if you would read, if you get a copy of Charles Darwin's book, Origin of Species, you know what phrase is found over 800 times in that book? Here's what it says. We may well suppose. We may well suppose. By the way, do a little background on Charles Darwin. Okay? You know who his background was? He grew up disgruntled at God because of some tragedy that happened in his life. And so, I guess in his mind, his way of getting back at God was to write Origin of Species. Mm -hmm. By the way, on his deathbed, he renounced it. Mm -hmm. But you don't hear that today. Amen? It's the the supposed textbook that uh, all this garbage comes from that's taught in our secular uh, studies today. And so they, they declare the Bible age of the world and substitute millions of billion years as a guess. And they declare the biblical method of creation as a lie and substitute the Big Bang Theory. And again, folks, this, this stuff, is, it's crazy how this goes back. And by the way, if you really want to break it down to it, okay, if you really want to get under their skin, okay, if they want to start saying that stuff, and they want to start talking about how that these, you know, billions and billions of years ago, these particles that were floating out of space collided, and there was a big bang. I mean, that's literally how stupid it is, right? I mean, it's like believing that a tornado goes through a junkyard, and when it finished going through the junkyard, you got a brand new Mercedes Benz sitting right there. When that tornado goes, through. that's more believable than what they believe as far as big bang goes, because this whole universe is put together way more complex than a Mercedes Benz is, right? But here's what I was like. Here's what you can say to them if they would say that to you. Well, where did the, the particles come from? Well, um, there was there was this these these, these the, the energy this this dust of energy. Okay, again, how stupid, ridiculous. But then say, well, where did the dust of energy come from? And truth be told, you know what? You can start taking it as low as you want. Ain't got an answer for it because it's all a big fat lie. Amen. And they try to substitute the biblical method of creation. For something unbelievable as the Big Bang, how about this? They declare the biblical boundary. Don't miss this because this is where we're facing this. After their kind, a lie and such Okay, now here's what they try to say: that one species turns into another species. Okay, now they do uh, note that there are such things as what's called microevolution. That's not. That's something within a science. How that um, uh, certain species. Uh, can change and adapt. For example, they talk about a certain kind of moth that was, um, uh, when they discovered this moth, it was uh, black with white spots. And then when it was put in another environment, it was then white with black spots. But it was all about the way God created it to camouflage to hide from predators. Okay? So species can adapt to their environment. But let me tell you one thing they'll never do. They'll never change kinds. Never. Okay? Listen. You can breed as many dogs as you want; you'll never get a cat. Okay, vice versa. I mean, now they can sometimes interbreed within species. For example, they have bred before a lion and a tiger, and they get something called a liger. Okay, that's actually true, legitimate. Okay, by the way, here's a fun fact for you. All right, and uh, 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 a um, an albino tiger is not natural. In fact, if you see an albino tiger, it's after multiple processes of inbreeding. In fact, people that, that uh, are, are animal lovers, they hate those because so many animals have to die to get that uh, uh, that albino. I learned that from going to the cat farm up there, all right? If you ever want to go, go up to the center point to the feline rescue. They'll teach all about that, all right? But all I'm saying is this. Yes, yeah, within species, but it's all within the same kind. And by the way, that's what you find out when you go to Genesis chapter 1. Bible says this, and it says, uh, and God said, "Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creatures that hath life, and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven." And God created wells and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. Listen, folks, and that's the big missing link that I always talk about. Okay, how well, you know what's the missing link? that went from, uh, you know, apes to humans. Okay? They tried to tell us it's some ape named Lucy. Okay? And they had a pelt down man. All these other stupid things they kept trying to manufacture. By the way, every single one of them has always been proven to be a hoax. Always. Because there's no such thing. There's no such thing. Because God created everything after its kind. In fact, here's what Darwin said. Okay? Here's what Darwin said on the human eye. To suppose that the eye with all its uh, 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 contrivances for adjusting the focus to different distances, for admitting different amounts of light, for the correction of spherical and chromatic aberration could have been formed by natural selection, seems, I freely confess, absurd in the highest degrees. That's what Darwin said, Mr. Father of Evolution. In fact, Albert Einstein said, evolution is a mathematical impossibility. Okay, so don't buy this fact. That true science proves evolution. No, it doesn't. Right. Amen? Right. Absolute lie. Right. So in the end, when this thing's all said and done, evolution fails in everything it's attempted to do. Instead of coming off as an intellectual, they instead, again and again, are found guilty of manipulating the facts of science to support their predetermined beliefs. Right. By the way, you got to watch that. If there's a narrative that they want uh, um, to push... And you know what they're going to do? They're going to make things try to fit the narrative and shut down anything that doesn't fit the narrative. Yes, sir. By the way, it's happening as we speak to this day. Anybody that tells you what the true origins of the COVID virus was and what's going on with people, some people that get the vaccines, they're being shut out because it doesn't fit the narrative. Okay? Again, all right, within the last week, something to, I, I may have mentioned this the other night, but the, um, the videos came out of what really happened on January 6th at the Capitol building. Okay? And you know what? If you find that, guess what you find out? Surprise, surprise, it didn't fit the narrative. Why do you think that they were those videos were suppressed for so long? Why do you think they weren't allowed to be shown to the public? They don't want you to know the truth. They want you to believe what they tell you to believe. And that's what they want. By the way, they're all in on it. And no, this ain't no tin hat foil wearing crazy preacher. This is truth. Uh, yeah. Amen? And if you're always drinking the Kool-Aid of the media and society, this sounds crazy to you. But it's true. Amen? Mm-hmm. Listen, folks. Saint is the master of deception. Why should it surprise us that that, that his ministers are about deception? Yes, they're trying to fool us. By the way, you know what they're really trying to do? Divide us as a country. Mm-hmm. Because let me tell you why they want to divide us. Because at any point in time, if the American people were truly unified, we could get the trash out of Washington, D.C. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, yeah. we could. By the way, our forefathers gave us that to do in our Constitution. Yes. And by the way, the Constitution right. isn't a living document, by the way. Yeah. It says what it says, and it means what it means. Right. And next to your King James Holy Bible, the Constitution is the great, second greatest document, I believe, right. on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Because those founders had God's hand that's in writing right. at that thing. Right. And they hate the Constitution because yeah. they know what yeah. it stands for, and that's why they're trying to divide this country. Yeah. Right. That's what they're trying to do. By the way, you know who started the Revolutionary War? The preachers did. Mm-hmm. Read the history. I told you before about who was a pastor, and he was standing up at his pulpit, and he was preaching out the book of Ecclesiastes about a time for war and a time for peace. And underneath his vestry robes, he stood up, he challenged his church, he says, you know what? A time for war a time for peace. we got to fight for our freedom. He pulled off his vestry robes, and underneath that was his, uh, was his uh, militia uniform. Picked up arms and said, who's going to go with me to fight for this country? And the men and young men walked out and followed into the war. Many of them mm-hmm. never to return again. Oh, yeah. Those are the men that fought and bled and died for this country. Yeah. Yeah. So you and I can yeah. sit here tonight yeah. and do what we did. Yeah. 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 And here's my question. In time we'll have to do it again. I'm not saying, I hope I hope to God not. I don't know. But I'm gonna tell you right now, that's why they're trying to divide this country. Because truth be told, look at the power stands in the people. In the people. You say, how'd you get that from Scripture? It's in there, I'm telling you. <laughs> how'd you get that from evolution? Because that's what they're trying to do. Amen? They're trying to divide. So in the end, the evolutionists, uh, you know what they prove? They prove, really, that uh, uh, they're trying to make the narrative fit their beliefs. Not only that, instead of destroying the notion of an incorruptible God, they uncover the necessity of intellectual design. Listen, they try to pull apart God. I love it. You know what God sometimes will do? He'll give, he'll give people enough rope to hang themselves with. Yes, sir. And, and in trying to disprove evolution, what they're really proving is intellectual design and creation. Right. And by the way, whether it's shown or proved or not, the Bible still says let God be true and every Amen. man a liar. Right. 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 <laughs> and this thing's said and done. You know what? Let them have their voice. Let them do what they're going to do. But when it's all said and done, God has the final word. Right. He's got the final word. Yes, right. Nobody's going to stand before the judge of the universe and try to argue that this isn't true or that isn't true. Oh no, nobody's saying anything when they say it before him. Amen. Amen. Instead of destroying the truth of Genesis, they validate the accuracy of Genesis. Amen. They validate it. You know what they validate? That this that, that there was a, a, a worldwide, they call it deluge, but a worldwide flood. Every culture from everywhere around the world in their history, and we're talking about heathens, somehow writes about a worldwide flood. Oh. I'm going to tell you the flood makes everything that science tries to you know manipulate, it makes it true. The flood just makes sense. When it comes to fossils, when it comes to the formation of things like the Grand Canyon and other things, listen, folks, the worldwide flood makes it all fit together. Right. Phenomenal truths there. We don't have time to get into that tonight. Instead of destroying Christianity, they've instead illustrated the truths of the Word of God. And what is those truths? Belief is by faith. It goes back to that, folks. Belief is by faith. It's a matter of what your faith is in. Unbelief is as much reliant upon faith as belief. Again, everybody has faith. What in the world is your faith in? And that's what it comes down to. In the end, every person must choose. God and what it teaches about our Creator and creation, about sin, about Jesus, about His finished work, about salvation, about heaven, hell, eternity, you must choose or you can choose to remain in your unbelief God gives you the opportunity to choose, but you can't choose the consequence. It's done built in. So God has insisted we believe upon Him by faith. Because of that, God created a mature earth with uh, Adam and Eve. He didn't create them as babies. He created them as, as mature humans. Trees were fully grown. If man chooses unbelief in God, listen, again, God has given mankind enough rope to hang themselves. Because what it comes down to is belief. Now real quick, let me leave you with this. How do you combat evolution? As a Christian, 2023, if you got to deal with this, how do you combat it? Alright? First and foremost, number one, and at the very top of the list, know your Bible. Yes. Know your Bible. Amen? And again, folks, why do you need to know your Bible? It's not so much to change the mind of an evolutionist, it's to keep an evolutionist from changing your mind. It's yes. so you're solid in your belief. Listen to me, folks. Okay. Nowhere in the Bible does God say to change the world. You don't see it in there. You know what we are we are commanded though? To keep the world from changing us. And by the way, when you keep the world from changing you, you will make an impact on the world. But I'm gonna tell you, it's already prophesied. It's done been prophesied how those things end in. And the masses of humanity will follow the Antichrist. The Bible says it. Remember what it says in Matthew chapter seven? Narrow is the gate. Right? I quote it often. Okay. Narrow is the gate uh, that lead to life, few there be that find it. Amen? And so again, folks, listen, I mean, yes, yeah, should we reach as many people as we can, you better believe it. Because there's a lot of people out there who are seeking for truth. yes, sir. And we don't know who they are. Right. So we got to get out there and we got to send missionaries. We've got to give missions. we got to go out and knock on doors. Yes. we got to give out gospel tracts. Because God's got people whose heart's prepared that he wants to save. But let's just be honest. The majority of people are going to hell. I hate to say it. That's a horrible reality. But it's true. Amen. So God never commanded us to change the world. He commands the world to keep from changing us. And if you don't allow the world to change you, you know what you'll do? You'll impact the world. Amen. Mm-hmm. So how do you combat? How do you combat uh, an evolutionist? Know your Bible. Mm-hmm. Amen. Just know the Word of God. And by the way, folks, listen. Most of us, me included, I can I, I cannot carry on a, a, you know, uh, a, a conversation probably with someone who's a, you know, an intellectual. And most of the time, that's a pseudo intellectual because they just think they're an intellectual. An intellectual. Okay, that's really what it comes down to. Listen, I don't have 20 different cute little things to say to them. Okay, but when it comes down to it, you know what I'm going to do? Declare the Word of God. Let the Word of God do its work. Amen? Amen. So know your Bible. Let's look here. One more passage, all right? Hebrews chapter 11. We'll close it out with this. Of course, if you know anything about Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11 is the great chapter of what church? Hey, good deal. I like it. It's good good stuff there. Hebrews chapter 11. I already read to you one verse. I read to you verse 3. Where? We'll read it again. Faith, We understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God. The things which are seen were not made by things which do appear. And then let's look down at verse 6. Because again, this all comes down to faith. But without faith, it is, what's that next word? Impossible to please Him. For He that cometh to God must believe. There it is. Must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Amen. So, church, how do you, how do you combat how do you combat this thing this 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 damnable mindset of evolution? Know your Bible, Amen, and have faith in God. There you go. That's it. Listen, it's not some huge, you know, uh, complex equation to try to figure out. Know your Bible and have faith in God. And as we stand against this kind of stuff, listen, God will allow us to make an impact in the people around us. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, we love you.